Welcome to Pursuit Church Mornington Podcast with Pastor Brian Carden. The message you're about to hear will help you build your faith in Christ and grow in the knowledge of His will. Let's go right into the message. Jesus said this in Luke 11, verse 1. He says, Now it came to pass as He was praying in a certain place. When He had ceased, His disciples said to Him, Lord, teach us to pray. John also, as John taught His disciples. So He said to them, When you pray, say, Our Father in heaven. Now, I want to give you a background just for a quick second here. The disciples have seen Jesus raise people from the dead, seen him heal the sick, cast out demons. They've heard him all, all the time teach as one having authority with the revelation of God, not just as a scribe or a teacher of the law, but as one with personal experience and not with just mere thoughts and opinions of words. Now they ask him, instead of saying, teach us how to raise the dead, isn't that something? Why didn't they ask him that? Why didn't they say, okay, teach us how to minister with authority? Or, one, or maybe, uh, you know, teach us how to heal the sick. No, they said, teach us how to pray. Teach us how to pray. They could have asked him anything. But there are four things that I mentioned there. And Jesus told him, says, when you pray, if you notice, he says, when you pray, that's how he started off, when you pray, say, so he didn't have an if you pray, when you pray, not if you pray, when you pray. See, that's a big difference. We shouldn't have an if I'm going to pray today, if I'm going to start my morning and my mind set on things above and not on beneath. Uh, are you with me? It's not an if, it's when. Every day, turning it on. Clocking in, in the spirit. Come on. You're on the clock. Clock in. When you go to bed at night, remain clocked in. You're on the clock. Are you me? In your thoughts, in your mind, the, the things you think on. Actually, being a follower of Christ is being a person who prays. Think of it like this. If your GPS system is not working and active and open, if you close the apps, again, you're just following by your senses. Not by faith. Prayer keeps you in constant contact. It keeps you on the right track in the spirit. You know, I got this person named Karen, uh, who's an Australian woman who uh, talks to me when I drive. She does. She helps me in some other ways too, you know, help me define words, sometimes help me define words and say and learn how to say them in different languages. Many of you know her. You know her as Siri, you know her as your voice on your GPS maps. And, but I'm going to tell you something. She gets it wrong. She does. I mean, I, I've asked her to, you know, different things, and, you know, she got it wrong. And, and she led me one time. I, I punched in the airport, and I wound up in downtown and on a dead-end street. And I'm going, <laughs> I thought I was going to take a new way quickest to the airport. I wound up on a street and a road that wasn't even finished yet. But it looked like, I mean, she led me all the way there. That's because... We are called to connect in the Spirit to the Holy Spirit of God and not just rely on the knowledge of man, upon our own knowledge. We need to get into the, the right place of the Spirit that He might lead you into the right places. You know, the Holy Spirit, He will take the Word of God and reveal it to you. He'll take that which is the Father's, His Word, and show it unto you. 
We have to start relying more on the Holy Spirit in prayer. Prayer is our lifeline. It's how we walk in the Spirit, keeping our body and mind under subjection. And when you are in the Spirit at the workplace or on the job or walking or whatever you're doing, when you are having conversations with others, when you're out shopping, and when you are watching TV or playing a game or out on the town having a meal, when you are on your phone or iPad or tablet or whatever, when you're exploring the Internet, you need to stay and be in a constant contact with the Holy Spirit of God. You can do that. You can do, how do you do that? By, by one, is, is praying in the Spirit continually, just continually keeping, a, keeping an action in the Spirit, keeping your, your, yourself connected. You might not always be saying something. You might not always be singing something. But you know that your mind has stayed there. It's kind of locked in in the spirit and in the mind. You're just kind of locked in. You know, when you lock in, you just kind of go, all right, here we go. Let's go do this thing now today. You get out there and there's going to be all sorts of things that's going to pull on that. And you're going to have these times where you're focused, man, you're working and everything. But you're still in the spirit. And then all of a sudden when something tries to pull you out of the spirit, you'll have this little tug that goes, mm-mm, no, mm-mm. no, no, you know, mm, you don't go, don't think like that, don't start saying that. Are you hearing me? Oh, oh, great opportunity right now. Why don't you go ahead and tell, say something about me? You're like, okay, Jesus, I'll do that. Well, you know, and all of a sudden you start talking and witnessing for Christ. And then if you start seeing yourself starting getting off, there you go, okay, we'll get back. Hold on just a minute. You get right back into that place. Are you hearing me? I tell you, it's so important. Something else Jesus said, he said, he said that, that we have a Father in heaven. Again, it's not if we pray, it's when we pray. We have a heavenly Father. Jesus came to show us that we have a Father in heaven. And let me just say something. Prayer is not based upon a friendship, but on fathership, on sonship and daughtership of God. We're the children of the Most High God. Prayer is based on that. He said you have a Father who is in heaven. What, what, what is a simple understanding of what a Father's responsibility is? To, to give, to govern, to guide, to guard. Just a simple understanding of, of what a father's responsibilities are, to give. You know, the Bible says, Jesus said in Matthew 7, 7 through 9, it says that we have a good father who gives good gifts to those who ask him. You know, Jesus taught them by prayer to have this type of understanding with God that he's a good father that he is our father, that he cares, he will guide, he will govern our life. How does he govern us? Well, he governs, he governs us personally and by his, by his spirit and by his kingdom. You know, the Bible even says that Jesus, he was appointed to bring a government, a kingdom government upon the earth. Don't you remember Isaiah? For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government come on, will be upon his shoulders. Remember, he's the head of the church. See, there's a government. Uh, 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 This is not a man-made thing. This is a God-made thing because we need that because none of us are in ourself all that. And we would get way off if we didn't have one another. And if we don't humble ourselves to the ways of God, is submitting ourselves. I'll tell you, it's so important. 
So he guards us. He, gov- he gives to us. He, he, he governs us. He will give us purpose through knowledge of his will on earth as it is in heaven. That's what Jesus said. He said this in Luke. When he said that, he said, in Luke 11, he said, uh, let me just read that to you just real quick. He says, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins. You know, one of the things that he does is he guards us. You know, when Jesus said this understanding about forgiving us our sins, he went on to say, and we forgive others as well. We forgive those who trespass against us. You know, that's a guard to us. Not only does he protect us and keeps us from harm, but I want to talk just for a moment about this guard. The Bible says, as our Father has forgiven us, we must also forgive others. And by forgiving someone else, you'll find that things will be going better for you in life. Put it this way, Mark 11, verse 25 through 26 says, Jesus said, whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive them. When you stand praying, when you begin to pray, he didn't say, now you complain about those who have hurt you and are doing wrong to you. He didn't say complain about them. He said, forgive them. When you stand praying, forgive. Why? Why is that a guard to us? Because, he says, if you do not forgive, your Father in heaven cannot forgive you because you have isolated yourself. You've done that, not because God's saying, I'm not going to forgive you because you're not forgiving somebody. No, you have pulled yourself away. And now you're retaining something that you are not ever meant to carry. And you're allowing something within yourself in a selfish manner where there has been things over time in your life that you've not dealt with, you've allowed based upon how you see yourself. Remember, we need to see ourselves as God sees us. We're his children. We've been forgiven. We've been made righteous. We are set free. We are not what the world says we are. We're too concerned about how other people see us, how other people like us, how other people think about us, instead of caring more about how God sees us and how God thinks about us and our relationship with God. Having confidence in him, not confidence in how everybody else gives us confidence and how they see us and what they say about us. If that's the case, you're going to be tossed to and fro and unstable in every aspect of life because you're still comparing yourself with other people and other things. And and you're still something in this world you still love more. So Jesus said, this is a guard. God tells us it's a guard. He will guard us. Our Father is protecting us and keeping us from so many bad things, even sicknesses, diseases, which offenses and bitterness and, and, and hatred and gossip and evil communication by our acts of not forgiving others. He's protecting us when we do. He guards you from that. Did you know even uh, scientific proof and, and, uh, of understanding is that when you hold something against somebody and you get bitter on the inside and you get a, 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 a self-inflicted uh, uh, understanding of who you are, concept of who you are and how you see yourself based upon how others tell you 
about yourself. That's Satan just using them to control you. No, you, you, don't, you can't tell somebody, I bind you, say when they speak to you. You don't do that. You just go, mm-hmm. Thank God I am the righteousness of God in Christ. God, I know, I know I'm learning and growing all the time, and I know I'm not a perfect person, but you know what? Glory to God, I am who you say I am. God, I know I'm growing, I'm there, but you know, that's just meant to control you. Not necessarily, and to keep you from having that fulfilled life. And so he's guarding you when you quickly forgive. They do something wrong, you go, oh, I forgive you. It's gone, man. When you forgive, you just don't hold on to it. I forgive, that didn't mean nothing. Are you with me? That's not arrogance. That, that, that's not, that's not, uh, uh, not understanding and learning. We have to forgive and be quick to forgive. It's not easy, but it can happen, and you can learn that. You can become stable through your prayer life. So I ask you today, do you have someone or, or a them in your life? When Jesus said this, when he said in Luke 11, he says, Forgive us our sins of us, for we also forgive every one of them that is indebted to us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Is there someone in your life today that you need to say, I forgive them? There's going to be times you cannot go back and redo the wrong or some of that nature, or they do the unwrong, but, but you can lay that before God and you can forgive. You can forgive. You hearing me? Because not everything's always going to come back around or something, but you need to just trust God and let God be the God of that. But you can, in yourself, forgive and be forgiven. If you've harmed someone, forgive, ask for forgiveness from God. That's a great place to start. You might not even can communicate to them, but you can ask for forgiveness. And if God opens up the door for that other conversation to happen, you pray for them that they will be healed from whatever that was. And if you, if you and yourself feel like that, that uh, somebody has something against you and you've been hurt, you forgive them. They've done something to you. You forgive them. And you say, you know what? I'm just going to mm, praise the Lord. That might not immediately sort everything out in the natural, but let me just tell you something. It begins in the spirit before it happens in the natural. God will come around. And if they hold it, listen, God's going to come back and bless you and, and, and increase you. you. I guarantee you, listen to me, this is how God works. He's going to come back and he's going to do something good for you because you're walking, you're doing it. When somebody else holds and retains unforgiveness and hatred and bitterness and other evil communication on the inside of them, they're the ones shortchanged. But God will make sure he'll come back and bring you out of that place. There's many people hurting because of it. Some of these things have been stolen from us because of sin. Because that's really rooted where it's all coming from. From our childhood, some of our innocence have been taken away. Ability to love and ability to trust others, our identity, our self-worth, and material goods. A lot of things have been stolen from us through these things. Through unforgiveness. Through things that people have done toward us. And we have retained that. We've identified with that. We've allowed it to grow in us. But like many, as a result of sin's effects... We can either seek out excuses, which begin to form an, an isolation, or if I say it like this, insulation. We can become insular. We can, we can form an insulation around us, emotional insulation that takes on many forms, such as emotional drug and alcohol usage, emotional eating, emotional music and gaming. Oh, yeah, we can try to hide away from things and people. Because we've been damaged for whatever reason somehow. But we have to get healed from that. How do we get the forgiveness? God, forgive me. 
I forgive them. I, laid, I can't carry that no longer. I'm laying it at your feet. Oh, praise the Lord. I tell you, when you, when you, when you lay it before God and say, you got to deal with this, not me, I'm laying it there. I forgive and I am going to grow and I'm going to love. I'm going to cover. I'm going I'm to do good to those who mistreat me. I'm going I'm, I'm to bless and not curse. Come on. When we start implementing those things, you don't become a doormat. Now you become empowered. You become more than a conqueror. All of a sudden, what, what everything the enemy tries to throw up doesn't make you unstable. He can't get you your little blue dot in the mud. All of a sudden, you get clarity of thought and direction in life. You understand that God is going to recompense you because you're doing the right thing in the moment. You know he's, you've got a good father that's going to show up, and he's going to do some good things in your life. You can take action. Forgiveness sets you free from that which was lost and now trying to define and ruin areas of your life, to bring in ruin to your life. Someone or something, some moment in time that took from you. Listen, we don't need to let them continually steal our future too. We need to trust the Lord for healing and restoration. We need to focus on doing what Jesus commands, forgiving those who have wronged us. Jesus taught this many times throughout his messages and conversations with others. He did it in Luke 6.32. He said, For if you love those who love you, what thanks do you receive? For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what thanks do you receive? For even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those from whom you hope to receive, what thanks do you receive? For even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much in return, tit for tat. But love your enemies and do good and lend and hoping for nothing in return. Then your reward will be great. Do you hear that? Then your reward will be great. You think you're going to get great reward from others. God says, oh, you haven't seen nothing yet. I've got great reward for you. And you will be sons of the highest. For he, our God, our Father, is kind to the unthankful. And the evil. So we need to follow our Lord's instructions when we forgive others, just as Jesus followed his father's example. Jesus did not just teach us about the principle, he gave us an example. He lived it through what he endured on the cross. Consider this Jesus was innocent, he was betrayed, he, li he was lied about, he was accused, he was robbed, he was spat upon, he was beaten in every stripe and wound that was inflicted upon him was for all of us, the very sins of mankind committed against him, including the very ones responsible for nailing Jesus to the cross. Yet in the midst of all that, in Luke 23, 34, Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they, know what they, for they don't know what they're doing. Let's make this clear as I close. The sin, no matter how bad it is or was committed against you, was included in those stripes. The sin, no matter how bad it was, against you was committed, that was committed against you was included in those stripes. The sins that you've committed against yourself and against others was also included in those stripes. Isn't that good news? The only possible difference between you and the other person is that you've accepted Jesus for the payment of your sin. As Christ has forgiven you, Jesus says, 
you forgive. Is it possible? Yes. You want to know why as a believer? Because the love of God is shed abroad in your heart. So it's possible if we walk in it. Jesus tells us that you have the power and ability and the need to forgive others. Ephesians 4.32 says, Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ has forgiven you. It's Ephesians 4.32. And as a result, you can move forward, no more controlled by the pains of the wrongs and personally forgiven as a child of God with no weight of unforgiveness hanging around your neck. Think about that. Free at last. You can begin to see your worth. You'll see your worth. Not based upon how others tell you you're worthy. Because they're not going to treat you at the level of the worth you are. No man will. No person will treat you as valuable as you are. You're more worthy than what anyone's ever treated you. But Jesus saw your worth. He will reward you. He will treat you. And value you the way you're supposed to be. You need to learn to value yourself and treat yourself as worthy as his blood and his sacrifice paid for you. There's more to you than just the things that's happened to you. We have to be free and lay those things at the feet of Jesus by forgiveness. Not only asking for it, but forgiving others. They may never come to that place in their life, but you can be free. They'll begin to wonder why you're so happy. Why are things, why do you feel that way? How can you behave that way? You might irritate them at times because they see something in you they don't have. That's okay. That's all right. You can share with them. And they might even say, yeah, but I remember when you did this. You say, yeah, you know, I put that under the blood. I, I'm, you know, I've asked for forgiveness for that. You're going to have to let that go too. I've forgiven myself. God's forgiven me. You can be healed. Why don't we pray right now? And let's just ask God to heal us. Heal those around us. I believe God for healing of the nations today. Thank you for listening to today. If you are wanting more of these timely messages and teachings, go to our website at Pursuit Church Mornington to find all the other ways you can access Pursuit Church ministry and messages.